You are listening to Start the Party, a summer series from the Riverbend Youth Podcast. We hope this teaching deepens your relationship with Jesus and encourages you to share your faith with others. Please enjoy this message. My name is Bailey Huffman. I work here at Riverbend in the uh, missions department. Uh, When I started off here originally, uh, about two years ago, I worked in the student department uh, for about close to a year. And then right before Rin got here, right as he got here, I moved over to missions. But uh, student ministry still was really close to my heart. Uh, Rin stays close to my heart. And so uh, I try to stay as involved as I possibly can. And this morning, Rin's service hosting for Father's Day up in the main service. And so he asked me to come in and just sort of teach this today's lesson. Um, I've been able to have the privilege and honor to be able to do this a few times for you guys, whether you've been here or not. Um, it's something that I'm very passionate about. I really enjoy doing. Uh, it's not something I get to do often, so just bear with me. Uh, I might lose my place a little bit or something, but we're going to do this thing together this morning. Uh, so if you've been here, this uh, series that we've kicked off for the summer, uh, it's a summer-long series um, that's all about starting the party. This whole idea of the party is, uh, it's this promise that says when we follow Christ, that when we're uh, a believer in Christ, that when we accept this invitation to his party, that we can live a filled and amazing life, and we get this invitation to the greatest party ever known, and that's a party that God's throwing. It's his kingdom. It's the seat at his table next to him, both here on earth and in heaven. Remember, when we're talking about a party in this series, we're talking about an effort to celebrate serve, love, include, or enjoy being with others in a way that adds value to life. So this idea that this party is all about love and inclusiveness and and enjoying the way that life is, it's a great theory. It's a great thought. Everybody likes to go to a party. I don't know if you've ever been to an event or a function or a party and you show up and you can walk in the door and take a look around and go, this doesn't look too fun. And sometimes that's kind of what life feels like too. You know, what about those days when life gets difficult, when things aren't easy? Life doesn't feel very much like a party. We kind of feel stuck. Things don't really go our way, or we don't like the way things are turning out, and it just doesn't feel fun anymore. I felt a lot like that in high school, honestly. Uh, I I was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid for a really long time, elementary school, middle school. um, Just had a lot of joy in my heart, honestly. Uh, And by the time I got to high school, Just some things started changing. Uh, I was really kind of struggling mentally uh, with my health a little bit. Um, Was going through a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure um, from the school system, from uh, not so much as my parents, but as somebody who wanted to make my parents proud, I kind of put that pressure on myself. And so I found myself somewhat in junior and senior year of high school, just in this really dark place. And life to me didn't really feel like a party anymore. And sometimes I would go to my dad and, and in these big moments and say, Pops, like, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not doing well, and my mental health isn't where it needs to be. And sometimes I'm thinking some thoughts that don't feel very good, or I just don't feel very good. My dad, he, he's a pastor. God bless him, and I, I love him. We've had such a great relationship throughout our life, but these were some tough times for us. I'd come up to him and tell him about what I'm going through, and his immediate first response would always try to be to fix the solution. He wanted to have an answer for me. He wanted to tell me what I could do, this step to lead to that result. And it would cause some conflict because I would always feel like, well, you don't understand. You don't get it. You don't feel this way. You've never felt this way. And it would cause a lot of rift between us. And so I feel bad for him because it's easy to be a party starter when things are going great. It's a lot harder to do when things aren't going so well. Even more so, it's difficult to know what to do when somebody we care about struggling. 
When somebody comes to us, like I came to my dad, I know in my heart that there were days where I would talk to him about what I was struggling with or what I was going through, and he just wasn't sure what to do or what to say or how to help. And in my theory, I, I didn't think that he could relate to me. Sometimes that's how we feel. Somebody comes to us and says, hey, man, I'm, I lost a family member or I'm going through this and uh, my life is changing in this way. And we kind of look at him like, man, I, I've never been there. And we can't really relate to that. Maybe we just don't feel what they're dealing with. I've had that at times in my life where a friend will come up to me and, and, and drop some weight on me and say, man, I'm, I'm really dealing with this right now. And sometimes I just kind of go, I've, what, what do you want me to do about that? I, I've never gone through that. I've never felt that. I'm, I'm not your guy for this. I'm sorry. But if being a party starter means showing up for others no matter what, then we've got to figure out what to do no matter what. No matter the challenges they're facing, no matter what they're struggling with or how they feel, no matter how unsure of we are of how to help, no matter if we're in the mood for it or not, I can't tell you how many times, even working at a church where sometimes somebody will come up to me and, and will drop something on me and, and, and tell me something about their life. And sometimes, man, it just feels like I've got nothing for you. My tank's empty as well. Maybe we just don't understand. And that's not our fault. That's not right or wrong. Maybe we just don't get what they're going through. But knowing how to relate to other people and their challenging and suffering is not a new problem. When God's people needed God the most in the Old Testament, it felt like God wasn't showing up anymore. There were these long periods of times kind of where people just felt like God wasn't present, like they were just left kind of alone. And God didn't seem to be doing too much to help them. But see, God's plan wasn't to do something specifically to help them, but rather to send somebody to help them, to be there with them in their pain and suffering, to show them and remind them that God is there with them. And his plan was Jesus. And so we flash forward hundreds of years from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and we find one of the disciples of Jesus, the man that that had came to earth as God's son, as this reminder to us that, that God is with us. And Matthew quotes the prophet of Isaiah from the Old Testament, who way back in the Old Testament prophesied and, and, and claimed hundreds of years later, he said, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she'll give birth to a son and his name won't be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This wasn't God's here to fix us. God's here to solve our problems. God's going to slap a Band-Aid on it and make us all feel better, and we've got warm, fuzzy feelings, and because I'm a Christian, it's all good, and my problems are solved. That wasn't it. When God sent Jesus, specifically wanted him to be known as Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. God sent Jesus simply to be present with his people, to be with us, to show us that when we need somebody most, that he was there physically, here, next to us. And so when the people are struggling, suffering, and looking for some help, God sent Jesus to be with them. He said, I, I, I'm not going to fix every problem that you've got coming at me, but I'm going to send you somebody to be there with you, physically, beside you. A party starter walks with others through their pain, the same way that Jesus walked with so many people in his time. When his friends were struggling, when the people surrounding him and it says live that he didn't know, Jesus stopped and took the time to, 
just be present and be with them. When our loved ones experience heartbreak, pain, and loss, we're called to be a reflection of Jesus, to be present there in that moment with them. To me, one of the most important things and most important people group to be there for is just the surrounding people, the community, the others, the ones that you don't know by name until you've met them. I think sometimes that we have to look for opportunities and say, where can I be like Christ in this moment? Where can I stand with somebody through their pain, whether I know the answer or not? And sometimes we have to be able to look around and get out of our comfort zone and out of a place where, well, I don't, I don't like them, so I don't know if I really want to go over there. Or I don't, that, that, that two issue is too big for me, and I'd probably just mess it up by what I say, so I'm just going to avoid it. But that wasn't what Christ did. And we as Christians are called to reflect and be like Christ. And so I believe that in that calling, we're called to stand with others. We don't have to wonder what to do. We can follow God's lead and simply just show up for others. Doing this means showing a little bit of empathy. Empathy means we have the ability to understand and share in what people are feeling. To some, that comes a lot easier than others. I am knowing in myself that I am an empathetic person. My sister is not as much so. She's much more analytical and critically thinking, and, and I kind of lead with my feelings a little bit more. And so when somebody comes up to me and says, Bailey, I'm, I'm struggling with this, or I'm dealing with this, or I'm hurting in this way, it's not difficult for me personally to find myself relating to that, whether or not I've been in that position myself. But it doesn't come easily for everybody. I know for others that's difficult. I believe as Christians it's something that we should pray for, that we should strive for, that we should ask God, God, give me opportunities to be empathetic. I think too many times as Christians we try to do this thing where we go, God, give me empathy or give me patience or give me some love. Instead, I think maybe our question should be, or our prayer should be, God, give me an opportunity to practice some empathy. Give me an opportunity to show somebody some love today or to show somebody some kindness. I think sometimes we just expect God to kind of fill us with whatever we ask him to. Rather, let's pray and ask for an opportunity to be able to practice the things that we want to grow and become better at. You don't have to have all the right words when practicing empathy. You don't have to have the answers to fix it or even to be able to relate to what they're facing. All you got to do is just show up. And empathy continues to move you, and the Holy Spirit continues to move you in the direction that you're supposed to take. I promise you, showing up is the greatest way to show that you care. When my dad, back in high school, and we would butt heads, and I would come to him and say, you know, I'm struggling with this, and he would try to solve my problems or give me a solution or an answer, we would, we would kind of go at it. Because I just say, you don't get it. You don't understand. And I'll never forget it was senior year, my second semester, right before I went to college. And we were in the kitchen, and he just kind of threw up his hands one night. It was late. He just threw up his hands, and he says, what do you want me to do? Like, what, what, what can I do? And I said, Dad, I just want you to listen. I just want you to be here and just listen. And if the only thing that you respond to me is just, that stinks, it's good enough for me. I just need somebody here. And, you know, I'm so thankful that my dad did that. 
I'm glad that he listened to the thing that I asked him for. I'm glad that I had the ability to ask him. But not everybody does. Not everybody feels comfortable enough to be able to say, hey, I need somebody to listen. That's why it's on us to be able to look out and be aware and be on notice for those who need somebody to be a listener, to be a a walking partner alongside them. Again, this isn't about you solving their issue. It's not about you having the answer or checking the boxes to make sure that you helped them enough. Just be there. Just show up, and I promise you that the Holy Spirit and your empathetic heart will continue to move you in the right direction. So this week, I want to call to action three things for you all. I want to leave you with these three things that we can take forward into this week and actually practice as we move forward in this walk of empathy and as we move forward in this action of being party starters, being somebody that's here to facilitate, create, and navigate this beautiful world and community inside of that. So these three things, the first is I want you to notice those who are struggling. Again, this might come easier to some than others. Uh, It's not always right up in your face. For myself, uh, working in the missions department, it's very easy to notice who's struggling. When I'm at the food pantry every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, when I'm down in Piedras Negras, Mexico, distributing backpacks, it's very easy for me to see who's struggling. But sometimes whenever I get home, and my friends and my family or, or the others who are close to me, sometimes I can have blinders on. And I can just kind of stop noticing and become so self-contained with what I've got going on and with what I'm doing that I stop trying to see others. And we have to be intentional about that. It all starts with that intentionality. So my first challenge to you is notice those who are struggling. Whether it's somebody close to you, whether it's a stranger that you've just met, just try to be aware. Open your eyes, open your ears. I promise if you do, and you put others before yourself in that, you will see it. The second thing that we have to do is a difficult one, but it's care about what they're going through. And this might be challenging because you might not agree with what they're struggling with. You might not think that it's that big of a deal. But when we care about the person, we care about their struggle. Whether it's a big issue to them or a small issue to them, caring about the struggle, caring about that person's walk in that weight is what's important. I see it a lot frequently and sadly in our culture, kind of just politically and socially, we see a lot of, they're not like me, so I, I avoid them. Well, they don't, see, they don't vote the same way that I vote. I know none of you guys vote, but some way. Maybe they voted for the wrong prom king. Um, they don't vote the way that I vote. They don't think the way that I think. They don't look the way I look or talk the way that I talk, and so why should I care? They wouldn't care about me. And I felt that too. It's really difficult sometimes to care for a group of people, not even a group of people, but care for an individual that you know probably doesn't care about you all that much. But again, as Christ followers and as reflections of Christ, we're called to walk alongside. And that means whether, whether that's 10 feet apart or five inches apart, we're just called to be there. And when somebody's ready and, and, and willing and, and wants that help, you're already present. 
They don't have to go and look, and you don't have to go and look for who needs it. You've already been there. And that's the last thing that I want you to do if you can, if you make it to this, is just show up. Just be there. When you notice that struggle, when you care about the individual, just be there for them. Just listen. Give some advice if you feel that you've got the advice to give. But above all, just walk alongside of them. Nothing shows more that you care for somebody than being present. And so I hope that you can all find somebody to be present with this week. That might be your father. It's Father's Day today. And, and sometimes for us, it's easy to think our parents or, you know, adult figures have just kind of got it. You know, they got their own thing. They've got it figured out. Maybe it's just some kind words that you say today. Or maybe it's just some kind words that you say later on this week to somebody. You know, it can be really, really basic. Just be intentional with it. Pray about it. Ask for an opportunity. And I promise the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to the rest of it. Thank you for listening to the Ruben Youth Podcast. To learn about our mission, gatherings, and more, please follow us on Instagram at rbyouth or check out our website at ruben.com students. If you are encouraged by this message, please subscribe, rate us, and consider our sharing our channel with a friend. Available anywhere you get podcasts.